You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert. I'm leaving people. Then Enrique Alvarez Clary. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Huh? Sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. You may be asking yourself, are Nick and Rico running a little bit behind schedule? And your answer from us would be a resounding Absolutely yes. Absolutely not. Oh. A resounding yes. My bad. <laughs> so we want to publicly thank Steve, Mark, Vincent, Nebraska, for being patient with us um, because, Steve, we have a very important question to ask you right out of the gate. Probably the most important question we've ever had to ask you before. And this will supersede any question you'll ever ask Matt Rule, too. Okay? 100%. Wow, I'm on pins and needles here, guys. <laughs> How do you feel about leaves? Leaves, like from trees? Yes. Yeah, that, is, that is leaves, yes. Um, <laughs> they're, they're, uh, you know what? I'm pro-leaf. I'll say I'm pro-leaf, guys. What about you? Heck yeah. Heck yeah, he's pro-leaf. I'm pro-leaf on when they're on the tree branch. Okay. Anti-leaf once they fall the ground, fall onto the ground. Yeah, they, uh, they're kind of a pain to, I to rake up, you know, when they start falling. But, you know, I'm not going to let that, you know, take away from my love of uh, trees with leaves <laughs> on them, I guess. So, Thank you, Steve. Uh, this is a solid question, uh, but guys, I- I'm pro-leaf, and I will gladly go out and uh, rake my yard when they fall. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. That's all I needed. That's all I needed. Rico, yeah, so, absolutely. So, so, uh, off to a hot start today, well, guys. Well, I love it. Well, so far, you and Rico are the only two people that we've actually heard from. Yeah, apparently everybody hates trees <laughs> and oxygen, so that's a thing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I suggest they like uh, go go back and take science class <laughs> yeah. or biology or whatever it is hey. and uh, um, just gain the appreciation for leaves once again. I said it during the break, and I'll say it publicly on air. We just need it like the Lorax where they just sell bottled air. Okay, yeah, yeah, I can handle that. <laughs> okay, cool, perfect. Clean the environment. No, who's, I'm just kidding. Who's but, the who's the onceler? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Steve. Hey, uh, thanks for thanks for being patient with us, man. Um, okay, so we were having the conversation in the first segment of like Nebraska hasn't had a good second half of the season um, 
in a very long time, and they haven't necessarily won many games coming out of a bye week in a very long time. So I'll ask you the same question that I, that Rico and I were kind of posing to our listeners. What, for you, what will constitute a good second half of the season more going deeper than just making a bowl game with the six wins? Well, I, I think uh, what would mean a successful second half for me is just uh, doing what you're expected to do, I guess, if that makes sense. Uh, if you look at the Northwestern game, I think a lot of people look at this matchup coming up on Saturday, and on paper it looks like Nebraska mm-hmm. should win. Um, but but my question is, how, how are they going to respond? How, how are the Huskers going to respond from all this positivity that they – um, came into the bye week with, right? I mean, they're, everybody is kind yeah. of expecting them to win this game, but uh, my question is, are, are you going to go out and do everything that's asked of you and um, not do anything? Uh, are, are you going to turn the ball over? Or are you going to allow a bad Northwestern team to put up more points on the board than they have? Uh, just going out and, I guess, doing your jobs uh, that you're expected to do, I guess. And when you look at the the remaining schedule, there are – there's a lot of positivity out there. I, I think a lot of people are looking at the upcoming opponents, these next six games, and mm-hmm. uh, you see multiple wins on there. Can they go out and achieve that? And obviously my first question before you um, entered, uh, before you mentioned that bowl talk was, yeah, can you get to six wins first? Because there are um, winnable games on, on the schedule as well. So it, it's just going to be, can you go out and do what you were expected to do? Can you go out and do your job? Um, you know, Nebraska hasn't done that in recent uh, seasons in the second half of the season, but um, you know, I, I I'll have to go back and look at the schedules from from those uh, most recent years to see how tough they were. But uh, this upcoming uh, slate, I wouldn't call it really tough. But again, Nebraska's not in position mm-hmm. to be expecting to just show up and and win a football game over an inferior opponent like Northwestern might be, for example. So um, I think just going out and doing doing what they're supposed to do and doing their job and not ha- not making things harder than they're supposed to be, in other words. Well, and, and we're talking to Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska here. And Steve, I guess, to building off of that, where, where are you at and what's your reaction? Because it feels like there's just a lot of excitement and just anxiousness, but in a good way for the second half of the year. Like, there's a really positive feeling, I think, in this fan base, maybe it's because they went into the bye week with a win. But I guess just where where are you at? Because it feels such like a, a, a an a uncommon feeling right now in the in the fan base because they are three and three, and it feels like those six wins are within such a, a close reach. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's because of the the schedule. I mean, in in recent years, I don't know if it's been this challenging. Uh, the second half of the season has been that challenging. But when you look at this year with yeah. uh, Northwestern, they you know uh, you know Northwestern's an interesting team in my opinion because we don't know who's going to be playing quarterback. If it's if it's Ben Bryant, the sixth year guy who's on his third program of his career, um, you know maybe it's. Uh, he just he just makes that offense a little bit better than the backup Brandon, uh, Brandon Sullivan, who's more of a runner than thrower, and Bryant and uh, Ben Bryant is more of a thrower than runner. Um, and then you, if you look at Purdue, uh, Hudson Card, that game's going to be a toss up in my my opinion. But like when you look at all these uh, remaining offenses that Nebraska's uh, stellar defense, the stout defense, has to play, nobody really jumps off the page at you. And I think it's because of the Big Ten. Uh, conference is is down i guess uh, outside of those uh you know ohio state michigan and penn state everybody else kind of reminds me of the pac-12 or 
where everybody can get everybody. Um, and so I think that's, that's kind of, and Nebraska is still in it right now after the bye week. And I think that's what's giving a lot of fans hope that things can turn around. And if Nebraska can find a way to win three more games and, and get yourself to a bowl game, mm-hmm. that's going to create so much momentum both on the field and off of it in recruiting and uh, just generating momentum for the Matt Rule era and generating excitement and getting people talking about Nebraska again. I think that's, I think that's what is kind of different about this year is because in previous years, once the bye week hit and then you lost a game or lost two games, season was over. But mm-hmm. you know the bye week is bye week is right uh, is coming off the bye week right now, and then you have Northwestern. Northwestern's a bad football team who can't stop the run. I think Nebraska's probably going to rush for around over 300 yards if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. I really feel confident in that. Um, then you look at Purdue, Michigan State, Maryland, Wisconsin, Iowa. These are all offenses. These are all quarterbacks that aren't going to blow you away at all. So I, I just think that the lack of strength of the of the schedule, the Big Ten teams, and you know just being in being in position to have a postseason run, that's all com- combining to to create excitement again with Nebraska football. And you know that's exactly what Matt Rule is hired to do. And um, you know, he's halfway there to a bowl game, which I think says a lot about him. We're speaking with Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. And Steve, I guess you, you kind of answered it in a, in a roundabout way, but I, I want to ask you, what's more likely to happen or what's more likely in your eyes that the defense takes a step back from how they've been playing this first half of the season or that the offense takes a step forward um, with a half of a season uh, done under a, uh, this Marcus Satterfield offense and maybe not exactly the exact same way, but kind of what South Carolina did with Satterfield where they weren't the greatest in the first half and then took that step forward, or at least um, Spencer Rattler wasn't the greatest in the first half and then took a step forward in the second half. Yeah, I think I think the defense, I think it's pretty safe to assume that the defense is going to continue being stout the rest of the season. So I'm kind of looking toward the offense to to get more comfortable with more games that plays. Um, and, and if Heinrich Harburg continues to be QB one, I really like that kid's ceiling and how much he can grow and, into and develop into a better passing quarterback. Just as, as you know, the more games he plays, the more snaps he plays. I just think Heinrich Harburg is going to continue to get better. So I, I, I think Nebraska's offense is going to take a step forward in the second half of this season. They're going to lean on that run game. As long as the offensive line stays healthy now the offensive line has, I think it's just, you know, it's an interesting discussion with the with the offensive line. Um, you know, they're a much maligned unit over these years, especially with the fan base. Um, and you know, they did the the offensive line deserves some of it, but I think that uh, just like the coaches have have tried saying, it's not it's not um, that bad at the offensive line. I think the offensive line has has steadily improved. It's it's gelling as a unit, um, and I think. The, the next stretch, um, you know, starting with this Northwestern game against the uh, Northwestern defensive line, that's pretty leaky. Uh, the defense isn't very good. There's going to be a lot of opportunities for rushing yards uh, coming up at, against Northwestern and Purdue and Michigan State and Maryland. So I expect the, de- uh, I expect the offense, Marcus Satterfield's offense, to kind of take a step forward and continue uh, to improve, um, you know, with, with Heinrich Carberg or Jeff Sims or whoever is out there at quarterback, I expect the offense to take a step forward. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Steve, it's interesting because you talked about, you know, obviously Heinrich Harburg's passing and, and the ceiling for Heinrich Harburg doesn't have a whole lot of options to throw it to right now, right? You have yeah. you know, obviously Malachi Coleman getting his first start. And I think we're going to continue seeing more of Jaden Doss just because this this staff just loves Jaden Doss. And I think I think rightfully so, right? He would have probably played a lot earlier in the year if it wasn't for his injury. So I think you look around here, I, I guess what should the expectation be for Nebraska's ability to throw the ball here in the second half when you have a lot of younger guys that are now being forced to to play prominent roles? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough uh, to ge- to generate, I guess, a consistent uh, passing game because mm-hmm. with these with these young guys at receiver, Malachi Coleman, uh, Jaden Doss. You're right. It's going to it's going to be tough for uh, Jaden Doss, especially I think because. Uh, of the arm injury uh, he wasn't able to be out there at practice for long stretches of camp and then during the season now all of a sudden he's cleared to pl- uh, cleared to play and he's on the travel roster at Illinois and he's out there for five snaps uh, running around trying to get comfortable so it's going to be an adjustment for him and all the other true freshman receivers just just trying to get a hold of what game speed is like in, in the Big Ten Conference and the physicality that it takes to say you know, uh, beat a corner on bump and run coverage or something like that. All that is going to be a learning process for these guys who are playing for the first time. And it might not look pretty um, with, with some of these guys, with some of these cats out there, um, which which will, you know, not maybe, maybe limit the offense a little bit through the air. Um, but, you know, if the run game can get going and, and maybe a defense uh, dedicates another body to the tackle box, that's just going to create more room for these guys to run down the field and, and show what they can do. So um, I don't know if, if Nebraska can average uh, 175, 200 passing yards per game, something like that, maybe even a little less, like 150, something like that, just to keep defenses on their toes to let to let them know that, hey, Nebraska's offense can 
hurt you a little bit if you if you dedicate another body to the tackle box. I think that that would be beneficial for the offense. Steve, I, I'm I'm going to try to phrase this as clearly as I can um, because it's kind of a might be a lengthy question or I guess just statement. But I, I was kind of surprised up until this point that we maybe haven't seen more Emmett Johnson or Quentin Ives because we kind of know where the staff is at with Anthony Grant, but he's obviously had his share of, of some issues throughout the season. They moved Josh Fleeks to that running back, but he's not necessarily playing a whole lot. I just look at this like, what? how do I want to say it? This, this running back in the traditional running game with the running backs, and I see, I, I feel like the staff might like Emmett Johnson during the week and truly mean it, but then when it gets to Saturday and you're in the in the moment, maybe they don't feel like he's that guy quite yet. I, I don't know where, I don't know if there's really a question in this, but it just feels like they could be, and I, I truly believe them, that they like the, the potential of Emmett and Quinton and, and Josh Fleeks, but there hasn't been necessarily consistency or, or we haven't necessarily seen that show on Saturdays, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting point, and it you know when I look at the running back situation, you know Anthony Grant is Anthony Grant. He's obviously the veteran yeah. in there. He's going to get a ton of carries and everything. And uh, Heinrich Harburg is Heinrich Harburg. He's an excellent runner. He's a great athlete, so he's going to pitch in in that run game too. But yeah, like you mentioned, Nick, the traditional handoff run game just hasn't been there uh, behind Anthony Grant, and I, and I and it makes me makes me kind of lead me to believe that maybe the staff just doesn't trust. Yeah. Uh, uh, these young guys yet with Emma Johnson. Now Emma Johnson did take a couple counter runs against mm-hmm. Illinois and and do good with them. But the thing that he also did was put the ball on the carpet and that and you, you know for a young guy, a second year guy who's finally out there getting an opportunity for him to fumble, I think that might have set him back a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, and you know in regards to Quentin Ives, true freshman, I, I just wonder how difficult it is in a Marcus Satterfield offense. Um, and, and how much of a difference it is transitioning from high school to college to play right away. And, you know, when you're a, when you're a running back in the Big Ten, in a Big Ten program, you're not just expected to run the ball, right? You're yeah. supposed to understand uh, blitzes. You're supposed to pick them up. You're supposed to be physical and, and put, stick your face into the chest of a blitzing linebacker or a defensive end, some, somebody like that. So there's just so much that goes into being a Big Ten running back, in my mm-hmm. opinion, and, as Qu- and, and as uh, athletic as Quentin Ives looks, and I've seen him in pregame warmups, that that cat looks awesome. Six foot yeah. two, hundred eighty five, hundred ninety pounds. You can just tell that that guy has, um, you know, a, a run threat, pass catching threat written all over him. It's just really hard right now, just because of the freshman. And you know, mm-hmm. earlier in the season, when when you had your full boat of of the running backs in that room, Anthony Grant, Ramir Johnson, M, uh, um, uh, Gabe Irvin. I just don't know how how many reps there were with the first team offense or even the second team offense for those young guys, and all of a sudden now they're just being tossed in tossed in with the starters right now at practice probably, and it's not looking as as smooth because you know maybe it's their first reps doing it. So I think everything is new to these young guys, especially uh, Emmett Johnson, and you know he he just can't fumble in that situation because I think that's just going to turn him off. Uh, to the coaching staff. Yeah, there was a little concern for me specifically. I mean, just against Illinois when Anthony Grant got banged up and Emma Johnson had to come in. I thought, yeah. man, see, this is like that was where it was like, all right, you expected. Hopefully, I think we all hoped to see maybe flashes of Emmett Johnson against the Northern Illinois, against the Louisiana Techs, and maybe obviously in, in maybe garbage time against Michigan. 
but you just didn't see him to the extent that maybe we thought. Because now Nebraska's had their own issues, obviously, on offense with with injuries to where, oh no, if Anthony Grant goes out, that little bit of of traditional run game that you did have, it, it almost goes to zero, and it's it's solely only quarterback run at that point. Yeah, absolutely. If, if Anthony Grant does go down, I mean, you have no choice but yeah. to play Emmett Johnson, no choice but to play uh, Josh Fleeks, and maybe Quentin Ives would get in there. But, um, yeah, it's uh, – it's just not a great situation at running back, and those season-ending injuries yeah. just, just killed the room, basically. So, uh, yeah, you you just got to if you're a, if you're the coaching staff right now and, and a Husker fan, you just got to pray that Anthony Grant just stays healthy and, mm-hmm. and stays upright and, and finishes the season out strong. But because behind him, it just doesn't look good, and that just yeah. puts more pressure on the quarterback run game with Heiner Carberg or Jeff Sims or whoever is out there. Maybe Jeff Sims can get get involved. Maybe he has a special package Ooh. coming up Ooh. that he can Ooh, that we can get him on the on the field and see what he can do and give the give the defense another look and something to prepare for in the in the upcoming week. Yeah, you lost one of your best pass blocking running backs when Ramir Johnson unfortunately yep. uh, uh, got banged up and, and had to had to have season ending surgery. All right, Steve, hey, last one before we let you go really quickly. Um we unfortunately got to you a little bit later, so uh, <laughs> sorry for keeping you a little bit later than usual. Um, but I guess when you look at this weekend's game specifically against Northwestern, you said it that Nebraska may be able to rush the ball for over 300 yards. I, I guess should Nebraska be Fran, uh, excuse me, Nebraska fans read into it if Nebraska does go out and dominates from start to finish because it, this this feels like I mean you look at the statistics and the rankings for Northwestern's defense and you mentioned it 107th or whatever 108th in rushing defense they're in the low 80s in scoring defense. Not that Nebraska's offense has played that well, but this Northwestern defense is really struggling at times. Yep, they are. Uh, you know, over 200, almost 250 rushing yards from Minnesota. Um, uh, Duke, which is a really good football program. Shout out to Mike Elko, who might yeah. not be there for much longer at Duke. Uh, they rush for 268 yards on Northwestern. Uh, Howard, an FCS program, just racked up over 150 rushing yards and three touchdowns in a close game couple weeks ago before Northwestern went on its own bye week there will be opportunities and I think Nebraska and its staff will go into this game on Saturday wanting to make a statement and that statement is we are bigger and stronger than you up front and we are going to pound the rock and I I really think that Satterfield is is going to want to establish the line of scrimmage right away on the very first series of the game and just continue to hammer that rock and I think a lot of people are going to get involved uh, Heinrich Harburg, obviously, Anthony Grant, maybe maybe some of those running backs that we were just talking about, maybe they get in there. But I, I just think that if Nebraska goes out and uh, just puts this game away, like in the third quarter, and, and some backups get some uh, very valuable reps in the fourth quarter, and, and they rush for over 300, 350 yards, that's going to be exactly what I, myself, am, am expecting Nebraska to do. And I think if they go out there and do that, they do their job, they get the win and they can go and um, Purdue for uh, yeah. they go they can go and prepare for a, a kind of a weird Purdue team that I think um, you know might be a little bit tougher than I think some people um, around here might might originally think. So uh, if they, if Nebraska just goes out and, and controls the line of scrimmage and shoves Northwestern's defense around a little bit and runs the ball. Um, for around 300, 350 yards, I think that's going to be a job well done, and you move on. Yeah, the Big Ten West, it's gross, ugly, and inconsistent. Purdue, 
Uh, drops 44 on Illinois, but then uh, Illinois is able to beat Maryland Makes the, sense. just a couple short weeks later. So just kind of crazy, crazy world. All right, Steve. Hey, appreciate it as always, man. Good stuff. Something real uh, quick. Are oh, you? Go ahead. Are you excited for blue outlines? Blue outlines? On the jerseys this weekend. People forget oh, that's I, happening. I forgot that alternates were happening. Wow. Yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, wow. That's a, uh, <laughs> I mean. I'm. Uh, I don't even know what to say about that. I'm so excited for <laughs> that, guys. That's kind of what I was expecting. There you go. All right, Steve. Hey, appreciate it as always, man. We'll talk soon. All right, thank you, guys. There he is, Steve Mark inside Nebraska. Appreciate his time as always. Let's go to break. We bring in Strick for the crossover. Austin's out today, so I'm filling in for Austin. Uh, so it'll be Strick and myself on the block. So that's why we were okay to go a little bit later with uh, with our good friend Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. Let's take our break. Crossover coming up next. Download our app by searching 93.7 a ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 the ticket and the ticketfm.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.